0: Welcome fellow travelers to the NeverEnding Adventure Podcast, the only podcast that gives you a little bit of that sweet, sweet deja vu. This week's episode covers Jate the Dog, Season 5, Episode 2, Date 2, as Tuesday we uploaded a corrupt file. So thank you for bearing with us as we got that sorted out, and I hope you enjoy (laughs) it. My podcast child, for I birthed you into a new life. The age of dad jokes and chronic existentialism is upon us. <laughs> where's Where's Nettie P at? Where's Nettie P? I'm
1: I'm just chilling over here, bro. Wasteland style. Just
0: chill. Like Big D, man. You're just like chilling Big like Big D, D dude.
1: I'm just like Big D.
0: I do like how
1: <laughs> Big D in this episode is is so calm in the face oh. of seeing
0: the world like explode. Oh, totally. Yeah. Sees the world explode. He's totally chill. And then He's also proud of,
1: proud of his gang for yeah. <laughs> betraying him. He's like, I dream yeah. you will to betray
0: me. <laughs> yeah. This is exactly like it was meant to be like, I'm so proud of you guys for bailing on me when things didn't look so, that things were looking bleak. and it looks so yeah. good. I get yeah. it. So, man. If you can't tell, we are talking
1: about the final wrap up to our three parter in between season four and five, Jake the Dog. Uh, I w- I wish they would kind of name these like three or four episode arcs. So we don't really get we don't really get names until there's like an eight mm-hmm. episode miniseries. But I don't know if you had yeah, to name this point. one, would you just call it like the you know Prismo's multiverse of madness, like something like that?
0: It's got to be something like that, right? It's got to be something with Prismo, or even just like an intro to Farm World, or an intro to I don't know, man. Like, there's got to be something. I'm not the quasi quasi corporeal, kerflunkled mess ups or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> something like that. No, I I really enjoyed. I mean, this three part series and this episode especially, to me, uh, is the best of the three. I mm-hmm. I love this episode. I, agree. I think this is a super cool way to finish this off. And it's, it doesn't really feel fair to say that the last episode wasn't as good. The last episode needed to be what it was to lead into like this big finale that it is this third Mm -hmm. episode so i was super excited to see this for the first time and get some some of my questions finally answered and to finally be on a path that makes me really intrigued of where we're gonna go and learn what the heck that connection is with lsp as we talked about last episode where she's in a totally different dimension than them entirely like there's so much more that like I'm excited. I want to go back and rewatch things with this mindset and see how it changes my view on the land of U mm-hmm. as I'm going through the first four seasons.
1: Yes, I think, and we'll keep getting into season five. And I think a lot of season five is revisiting old concepts, revisiting old characters, getting deeper yeah. into the lemon grab story, like a lot deeper into the lemon grab stories, a lot deeper into bubblegum stories, a lot deeper into flame princess stories. So as all of that kind of unfolds it is nice to say like hey i think this is what we're going to do with in anya and beyond is as we have another uh flame princess story come up we'll actually maybe go back and revisit that first flame princess yeah. episode and be like how does this change especially you uh, your perspective on oh yeah fp
0: um Dude, do i'm it, excited I, for that yeah. man i i took notes today because we're going to talk about the first episode slumber party panic on uh what is it nea and beyond for the first episode, and I've got I've got new questions, new thoughts, new new ways of viewing that episode entirely. That I'm just so excited to get to. I totally forgot that Starchy blows up, dude. I anyway, we could get <laughs> into that. <laughs> we on, will get into that today. You have to the pay Patreon. for that exclusive yeah. <laughs> content
1: on the Patreon, <laughs> so which we will um,
0: we'll start linking
1: that out to on social media once it's all up and running. So yeah. don't feel like we're going to be leaving you guys hanging at
0: all. Yeah, I don't know if we need to announce the date of when that's going to be. I mean, we'll just, I don't know. We're doing a bad job of saying when that's going to come out. But anyways, we'll, we'll yes. figure it out. It we'll, has to be way more
1: organic. If that becomes another week-to-week intense release, we're going to stop enjoying just posting, creating content, things like that.
0: Yeah. Well, but back to... Yeah, I can't the dog. get enough, more, baby.
1: I can't get enough of
0: my netty time. My netting time. My netty time. Mm, I like that. Ned, that do you rusty have, time. <laughs> See, does it doesn't it work that way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's the worst. That's actually the worst <laughs> thing you've ever said. <laughs> rusty time. Um, wow, I hate that so much. Uh, moving on. Ned, does your neck hurt? like because my neck's kind of hurting after watching this episode just the constant whiplash that this episode gave me from one moment it's like hey we're hanging out with finn he's going insane there's mm. just so many things happening the the world's blowing up a, a new ice age might start his best friends turning into the lich and his family just left him forever and then the very next second it's like oh what's up cosmic al how you doing yeah. we're just like eating sandy's and and chilling, you know, and just having a good old time. What, what have you been up to? It is constantly back and forth, and it definitely gave me a bit of whiplash this episode.
1: Yeah, I, I liked that aspect of it, because the last episode in Finn the Human we got, it is just a straight, you know, just just walkthrough of, here is this farm world Finn adventure, here's the Destiny gang, here's what's happening, and then he puts the crown on at the very end. And I, I think the jump yeah. back and forth is to very much kind of get you back into the mindset that of how again powerful prismo is this is you know it's happening but it's not necessarily happening in real time if you really think about it um so jake's wish is at the end of the day like it's not important that he makes the wish immediately it's not important that he makes the wish after what my theory is is that Farmworld world finn dies like it just oh. cuts screen to black. If you think about it, right? Yeah. So wow. If,
0: so that's crazy. If you really if Prismo, think about
1: that, yeah. Prismo puts like his his you know mega Prismo TV wall screen on, and that wall is just following Finn. It's not like he has somebody out in the field with a camera on. So yeah. if anything, why would that screen
0: have gone black unless like far more Farmworld Farm World Finn just. Got killed by yeah. Evil, who they're evil focusing Jake. the TV on or whatever the channel is focused on him in the, but in the crossover in the future, can you spoil like is there a farm world thing that we're seeing in that future episode? I think it's called. Crossover. That's, I don't know. Uh,
1: yeah, that's true. So maybe my theory is kind of wrong. There is that crossover episode coming in season seven, which goes back to explaining kind of the rest of this farm world story as it pertains to a cosmic crime that was committed and yeah Prismo being involved uh, yet again it's like a past Prismo getting involved with it, it's it's a lot it's a lot going on on that crossover so you're you're yeah. probably right I just think it's very weird how that scene does cut um, Well let's
0: talk about that paradox screen. a little bit have did you read up on the the fan wiki or whatever about the explanation for why that paradox isn't like they're they're reasoning for why it works that we're going to go back to farm world in the future?
1: No, I haven't, I haven't read into it because again, I think that that's more well reserved for when we get to that episode, otherwise yeah. we're going to ruin like literally three or four different things that happen in season six and season seven. Why so That's I why I
0: personally didn't want to bring that to the table. Now, did you at least. So you have read that, that paragraph then on the, on the wiki page. No, I'll just I read it real fast. Because okay, I, I don't yeah, think it to, spoils anything. Okay, I, I think, so this is just your paradox explainer. Yeah, this is the paradox explainer. Okay. And I'll just go ahead and preface this by saying, like, I, I don't agree. Like, I don't like the logic of mm. of how they're explaining through this, uh, the the logic of the paradox. I, I don't think it really fits with my personal house canon or even just in general. It feels, yeah. it feels uh, not well put together, in my opinion. But... I'll do my best to read through this real fast. The reason why Farmworld still exists after Jake made his wish is because since he was still in the time room when Finn left, therefore the Farmworld reality did not replace Finn's previous existence. Instead, a paradox was created and Jake's consciousness split Finn's existence into two realities because he remembered the original Finn while Finn was also existing in the wish altered state in Farmworld. After Jake made his wish, Ben was returned to the prime universe, but Farm World continued to exist due to the aforementioned paradox. So it's essentially saying like, like Jake splits his mind, or splits the idea of both of those realities and the two and him doing that allows them both to be real because he never was outside of the time room yeah. during uh, Farm World's existence yeah. or something like that. It just... It just feels really roughly put together in my opinion,
1: yeah. I think i I don't think that that's actually too far off, honestly, ok. because some of the stuff that is later on explained and also the concept of split reality finn because of Jake's wish does actually hold up. Again, that's why I didn't want to read this because oh, the only okay, way to okay. kind of explain it is to give some spoilers. So But I
0: don't like it. I I really don't like it. I think it's it gets into the many worlds theory, which is what I thought we were avoiding altogether. I wanted it, to avoid but that. But
1: you see the reason why this is a split? It would be a split thing is just because Finn and Jake were in the time room together. And so hi, hypothetically speaking, had uh almost everybody's wish has the whoever ends up in the, the box with Prismo in the time room has yeah. the ability to split m- many worlds, but those worlds necessarily aren't infinite, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah. I just, again, that, that bothers me in the sense that to me, cause we learned this is a reality, right? I mean, we're mm-hmm. in the time room and Prismo says when he, meaning Finn, wished the Lich uh, to have never existed, Finn left my time room and entered his wish altered reality. So, that's Prismo confirming that this is truth, this is real, this is the new mm-hmm. fin, this is the new timeline, as it were. Everything is changed because there was no Lich up until this point. And then by undoing that, it stops Farmworld from ever existing in my mind. Farmworld never existed because the Lich's wish was altered. I think it's to begin I think
1: with. it's stating, though, the fact that Jake yeah, knows the fact that his wish brought them back to that original moment. That that splits it there. He he now is a is in a reality where he's aware of what happened in the past, but this Finn that he's with now is not aware of Prismo. He's and actually one of my notes, not even in terms. Well, in this he's one, aware
0: of like, Prismo because he was there because for he that. sees him. Yeah,
1: yes. yeah. But I'm saying aware of Prismo in the sense that like. Uh, just that one conversation with Prismo, pretty much. Um, okay. So I was like, oh, yeah, that is an interesting concept that Jake now is friends with Prismo. It explains why in future episodes, um, Jake goes to Prismo's house to party all the time, and Finn's, like, not invited. Because Jake, really and, Jake and Prismo are friends, but Finn and Prismo <laughs> are not. So. Um, oh, man.
0: That's I was like, fine. yeah, it is love interesting the now
1: that the way he... The, and again, the way he did his wish, it, if he had done it with, like, I wish the lich's wish was for us, for Finn and Jake to go home and for, and for Finn to never have made the wish that the lich never existed. But it is kind of like, it's just like where, it's it's how far do the writers want to go down into, this is our, uh, this is our belief on how par- time paradoxes work. Yeah. So it's just well, kind of, it's, it's you, it's you, you disagreeing with the way the writers do an explanation yeah, of a paradox. I guess but I don't like it. Let it play out. I don't like it. For now, well, I here's, I would say don't like it for now. That is okay for you to hold okay. that opinion. I just, I have a feeling that will change. But again, hold on to that know. feeling for now.
0: I just think it's, a, it, it should have just not been the case. Like, Farm World should not exist entirely anymore, right? It should just be gone. And if we're going to go back to it somehow, it could be through jake's imagination or through jake's dreams or through jake's mind or something because he has seen that and he knows what that would have kind of you're kind of getting on
1: even another prismo type topic too so that's even hold hold on again just yeah don't don't dig too much into theoreticals because you might spoil it for yourself
0: no it's fine fine. well i do want to talk about a little bit because i keep mentioning it and i know last episode we mentioned it many worlds theory. And of course, the people that watch Rick and Morty, and I'm sure there are other medias that I just am not super familiar with, have touched many worlds theory a ton. Uh, but I did a little bit of very minor research just to have like a, a short paragraph explanation of what many worlds theory is. Um, and so I do apologize because I'm about to read more. I, this is the most I've ever read on this podcast. And I got to say, reading out loud and even public speaking, one of my least favorite things. So, uh, you know, here we go. Anyways, uh, many worlds theory, the interpretation of quantum mechanics that implies the infinite amount of universes. So um, let's talk about the the quantum mechanical Schrodinger cat paradox. According to the many worlds interpretation, in this interpretation, every quantum event is a branch point. The cat is both alive and dead even before the box is opened. But the alive and dead cats are in different branches of the multiverse, both of which are equally real but do not interact with each other. So, in Adventure Time, it's not that case, right? There is not one, or there's not now three fins in separate multiverses one multiverse without humans, one multiverse with humans, one of those with humans with the lich, one of those with humans without the lich. So, we didn't just split the universe in the three scenarios, like I just said, right? It's straight up, we're just going with our reality. Our reality is what it is, except for as we just talked about, there's a farm world uh, paradox as well. But we have our reality, or one timeline, and that's the timeline that matters. And that's mm-hmm. adventure time.
1: Yeah, and I, I think that that's, we are not getting into the mini worlds theory because if if Jake's wish had to do with something like I wish that, Um, lumpy space, everything was blue. Like, it actually wouldn't have affected Finn's wish, it wouldn't have affected anything else, and it would have affected lumpy space, and then Jake would have more than likely jumped back to his own timeline, or Mm -hmm. the timeline that, yeah, he would have jumped back to his own timeline, which would now not have Finn in it. Um, Yeah. So essentially, wishes... Can branch off into and create new universes um Hmm. and and again kind of do a duplicate idea of like oh yeah you have your canon universe and your wish affects you and your canon universe or something
0: like that that does make me curious Um, is there an lsp fin like for the dimension for that dimension for that universe is there an lsp fin that we've just never met no. No, that that's okay. not how that
1: works at all. That's not how that
0: works at all. Yeah, okay. No. Anyways. Well, just curious.
1: No, yeah. It's it's not a at least not to the knowledge if there is, it's yeah. just non-existent at that and point. And again, so. that
0: my thought of that is simply because I've seen Fern. I don't I have no information yeah, about I would, him. I don't know anything probably, about Fern other than I'm like he looks like Finn. But, yeah, because well,
1: know. we never hear if they're they are in lumpy space. So, we never hear anything about there being a potential lumpy Earth. You know what I mean? Oh, so, yeah, that'd
0: be interesting. Maybe
1: that is a, something that there is a, a a lumpy choose goose. There is a lumpy fin. There is a lumpy, <laughs> there is a, uh, but they all live on lumpy ooh. Who knows? Oh That's,
0: my gosh. Now, give me your lumpy choose goose impression. Can, lumpy, can you do that?
1: <laughs> I, I was like, <laughs> no. I almost was about to do it. I was like, I. I I, no, I can't even do LSP oh and gosh. Choose Goose. And that's too much. That's too much. If someone me. does
0: that, if someone does that and posts it on Instagram, tag us in your story and I'll, yeah, we'll repost it on our
1: story. That would be amazing. Lumpy Choose Goose would be a very hard voice
0: to nail down. So please oh, like, put it yeah. on Instagram. Some rhyming and and the oh, lumpy man. Valley Girl well, thing. Did you like
1: have it. any more thoughts? I I want to move away from multiverse because it can, we will argue ourselves into a an infinite yeah. loop of just like, what ifs. And I want to get away from some what ifs and know. focus on this episode.
0: Yeah, I don't I don't think I have any more what-ifs or any more. And maybe it'll pop up later on. Um, but I I'm not seeing anything. I'm throwing scrolling through my notes and I'm not seeing anything. So so what what do you want to talk about, Ned?
1: Yeah, no, I mean I had a, a several like not necessarily even deep thoughts, but things that were I thought were rewatching this episode as a bajillionth time probably that I kind of caught and had never really thought about before the first is kind of pertaining to jake and jake's story with prisma and the second is pertaining to finn and this ice king or ice simon everything there so kind of split the yeah. story into two the first one is i jumped into this episode going yeah jake mistake is because jake wishes for a sandwich and he's not trying to help finn
0: yeah um, was that's my, not how wishes work
1: man yeah
0: Right? Like he literally made well, the wish. It should be game over. That's it. Mm. I'm sorry. You made your wish, well, bud. Well,
1: that's why, one, I think Prismo might take my lovely again for this week. If not Prismo, <laughs> then it is Jake, <laughs> actually. Yeah. But Jake, I yeah. think Jake is a very, very close second lovely for this one. Uh, yeah, but no, yeah, Prismo's I mean, a bro, though, because he's like, that's not your wish. I'm going to tell you that's not your wish right now. It helps him make his wish to negate the monkey paw aspect of. Prismo's wish, which which there still is kind of a monkey paw aspect to it. Just letting you know.
0: Okay. Um, So we're going to see
1: that later on. That's fascinating. Yeah. Yeah. But at the end of the day, I was like, you know, that that was like, oh, my possible Jake mistake. After kind of like re-watching it and listening to Jake talk about watching Finn in this universe, he's got a really good concept that there's no rush. Like this universe just They're outside of like time and space. There's no rush to like jump in and save him now versus later. Um, and he's like, "My boy Finn's got this. I want to see how it plays out."
0: So Uh, I felt a little weird about that. You liked that moment?
1: I liked that moment because I like it was like, "Hey man, like I don't have to jump in and interrupt what Finn's adventure is and what Finn's decision made. I've got the opportunity to watch this play out. I've got the opportunity to see if if Finn." Honestly, too, because if yeah. he's like the universe without the lich could be a better viewed universe, and I think Jake believes that, believes yeah, that like, Finn's wish is was good. Wish.
0: Let's see what happens, but and that's yeah, the mindset yeah. that's the mindset he's taken this entire season or this entire uh series. Yeah, he's constantly yeah. just like, Oh, Finn's doing his thing, like I'm mm-hmm. gonna, you know, I, I got a game plan, I'm gonna make a hula dancing girls song and he's going to yeah. save the day and it's going to all work out. And if it doesn't seem like it's working out, then I'll step in. And that's mm-hmm. kind of what he does in this episode. Yeah. But, but totally, and I think it's Prisma executed saves
1: well. Him. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Prisma basically saves him because Jake's like, Oh shoot. I didn't realize yeah. that this was this bad. <laughs> and then Prisma like, yeah. yeah, I was trying to like push you to see how bad it was.
0: Or now can you make charisma, that like, I mean, Jake Jake does claim that he kind of saved the day at the end of this episode. He's like, oh, I did it. It was all me. But Mm -hmm. he's certainly, you know, it's his charisma. It kind of is him. He won over Prismo. Prismo is a guy who is doing his own thing. He's not held to the the same morals that we are, the same moral code that we are, right? He could have the universe and or all of existence be gone and it doesn't really matter the him. He's going to move on. Yeah. Eventually, that'll come back somehow. Yeah, or there'll be monkey's paw aspect to that wish, even which there yeah. was in th- this way. Uh, if but it in a really, way.
1: it's not. I mean, honestly, the only thing that is potentially threatening to Prismo is is possibly the Lich wishing wishing for nothing else to exist. But at the end of the day, yeah, that's You'd why find Prismo's twist. not super concerned about Finn's yeah. farm world. He's like. Besides the fact that it's Jake's friend. He's just like, dude, you need to yeah. like check out if you want to save your friend, like you probably need to intervene
0: right now, you know? Well, that's why he's my lovely for sure. Prisma won it this episode finally. I think it's it's his like I'm just enjoying being myself caring mm-hmm. about the people and the things that I care about. And that's Jake now because Jake won me over with his charisma and his like, oh man, you're like one of my favorite three guys or whatever. Yeah, the whole top three. Speech, speech, right? He's like, I love like, you, top, top three for total cool guys. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and then and then the Cosmic Owl and doing game nights with the Cosmic Owl. And what's not to love about that? I mean, I do think it's a little weird where he certainly is a little bit of a guy where he kind of can do anything and it doesn't really feel like... The, the only rule book that he has is that every wish has to have a little bit of a monkey's paw aspect to it. But otherwise... He can kind of do what he want. And if someone makes a wish and he doesn't agree with the wish, he can kind of be like, "Well, think about it. Is that what you really want?" as he does yeah. in this episode, which totally breaks you know, the wish rules that I live by personally. but well know, he can do. It.
1: well, that's kind of the crazy thing with Prismos. So he can do anything within the confines of his time room. Anything else that happens outside of the time room has to be an effect of somebody who's made a wish in the time room. Or going in and out of the time room. So except
0: it's, for the pickles that he gives Jake at the end of this episode, yeah, yeah, we can't send pickles out of the time room. That's very true.
1: So I don't really know what's up
0: with that, but yeah, it is really interesting. His explanation. I don't know if you want to get into the monkey's paw thing now, or should we do that after commercial?
1: I, it's. I mean, I thought it was pretty self-explanatory. I didn't think we need to go like read the definition of a monkey monkey's paw.
0: No, I, well, the story is really fascinating. I don't know if you saw the story of of where that comes from. Mm. Oh well then we'll do that after the commercial break. Okay, sounds good. Hey, what's up? It's little Destiny, you donks and dinguses. My big brother, Bid D, is a total jerk and a poser. Don't listen to that fool. He once told me that the crown that crowns are for wimps, and now look at him. He's got his crown and his shorts. Like come on, man. Ugh. I can't stand him. But at least you didn't have to meet our dad, old D. He's wrinkled, not well kept. hasn't seen action in decades. Just a sad old jerk of a dude. Anyway, enjoy the rest of the podcast, or or else you'll be riding a one way ticket to Junktown. Oh yeah. Who's gonna do it? Is it me? Is it you? I'm coming back in. I'm coming back in. Who's coming back in? I'm coming me, back. You me, coming You back me, in? me? You me? You, you me, 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 me? Me you? Me. Look, at Look at us. Look at us. Who'd have thought? i no, just looking. Who'd have
1: thought? Look Look at not us. me. <laughs> <laughs> that was like seven references in in one intro. By the way, guys. So. I don't know, man. Anyways, that was Night at the Roxbury meets Paul Rudd on on
0: <laughs> in some interviews. Hot, hot ones. So it was good. a hot yeah. ones interview. Yeah, it was hot ones. Yeah, with uh Sean Evans. Gosh, not my wreck. But if you don't know what hot ones is, are, are you living oh, it's in great the cave? Show. It's yeah, so you, good. you
1: do have to either not be on YouTube or socials or like any sort of memes at all to not know what
0: hot ones is. Yeah. Well, Ned, as I I mentioned before we went into the break, I want to talk about the monkey's paw thing. I know we're diving a lot into kind of how all of this works. And as you mentioned, like this is my first watch through, so I don't have a full grasp of what's going on as Mm -hmm. the later episodes will explain a lot more, I'm sure. But the monkey's paw thing fascinated me. And I, I did just a lot of random research on things that I thought were interesting this episode. And Monkey's Paw was certainly one of them. I was like, what what is this? Where does this come from? I mean, you have a little bit of Prismo explaining it. He's like, You wish for a back rub. Who's gonna give it to you? Is it a dirty bear? Is it the masseuse? Where's the masseuse come from? Like I, yeah, you're or, altering you other take, take, worlds. Yeah. 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 And and Jake's like throwing up at the idea of That's, like I think you know. <laughs> also that takes my tops of
1: the episode is when Jake is so overwhelmed that he just goes,
0: Oh my gosh.
1: And like throws up in the hot tub. <laughs>
0: Yeah, he's like the potential of worlds could be evaporated by your wish and he just can't take it. I That's probably my tops too. I think that moment was so good. And and Prismo, I don't know, man. I really loved Prismo in this episode. Mm-hmm. I was really surprised. Yeah, um, I think I was, getting super,
1: I was getting super pumped about Prismo last episode and now like kind of getting into this one, you're like, oh, I, I get why you were super yeah. excited about him coming in last episode. But uh, yeah, he just seems definitely. like a chill dude. He seems like he... Loves that, but he has, now do you think the monkey paw aspects are just, I think the monkey paw concept, which I want you to actually read the definition before we get too much into it.
0: Well, let's have a definition the, and, yeah. more, and more of a, it's a short story. It's a short story called The Monkey's Paw that uh, comes from, gosh, it was published in September of 1902 by uh, the author W.W. W. Jacobs. And it's a really fascinating short story. I mean, I'll, I'll summarize it. Yeah, don't, don't read the whole thing. No, certainly. Oh my gosh, there's no way. <laughs> I would hate myself. I'd, I'd, I would tell everybody not to listen to this podcast. No, essentially, what happens is this Sergeant Major Morris, a friend of this family, comes to them, and he's been away in India, right, with the British Army, and he's got this monkey paw in his hand, and he kind of warns the family. He's like. Things have been going really bad or like things are horrible because of, and this may be, I'm maybe be totally ruining this uh, story, but this is my interpretation of how it is. And he's like, don't use this. You can have three wishes. And I'm guessing, because I haven't read it, he explains <laughs> what the yeah. Marquis Ball can do. It, it grants three wishes. Uh, but every time you make a wish, something bad happens in return, just like in this episode of Adventure Time. And so he throws it in the fire. Uh, The main, the father, Mr. White, gets it out of the fire. He's very skeptical about it. He even uh, It's kind of explained that he he believes he has everything that he already wants. So he's not like, doesn't really need to use it, but it's so intriguing, right? Could you imagine having three wishes of anything that you want? And so what's he do? He, of course, kind of uh, his son convinces him, let's do something pretty small. Like, what about... 200 euros, like just in order to pay off the mortgage, the final mortgage payment for the house. And what ends up happening is the next day his son goes to work and then some workers from his work come and say, Hey, your son died, you know, and the company feels terrible, but like, they're not going to take blame for this. So what they can do is they're going to like give you a little bit of a payment or whatever to the bereavement of the family, 200 euros. So the wish comes true, they get it, but their son is mangled and dies in this factory. And so of course they're just totally distraught uh, and the mom's like begging the dad, like use the other wish to wish for him to come back. And so he does that. And then as the son, as we're assuming, it's is the son is knocking on the door to come in and the mom is just doing everything she can to open the door and see her son finally again. And is just so excited the dad realizes like, oh my gosh, his body was mangled and he's going to look like a nightmare and he's probably a tortured, you know, he's being tortured or whatever it yeah. is. Uh Like life is not what it used to be for him. And also this is not going to give us that kind of like fulfillment of seeing our son again. And so he wishes basically that his son wasn't alive or, or that the last wish didn't happen. Uh And yeah. it's, uh, dude, what a story, man. I mean, it definitely... It makes me want to read it. It sounds really yeah. cool. Yeah, it sounds like possibly longer
1: than a short story, but yeah. A, totally. me, a medium story potentially. <laughs> a but medium
0: story. Yeah.
1: Well well, and that's like I mean, there's that, and then there's a great Rick and Morty episode where like Summer uses a little monkey's paw, but it is all around like, you know, the devil putting curses mm. on items that like oh, yeah, you know, and, you and get, that's probably you get this what it's right? That's, well it's it's funny to me because, because it's not like at. I don't think because you know, Prisma wants to help Jake out at the end of the day. Um, but he's like, Hey, I gotta warn you, my wishes have a tendency to have this effect. Now, so Prismos, there's there's no uh like I'm doing this on purpose. I'm doing this to screw with people. And because otherwise he'd be like, Okay, well, Jake, like, let me help you out then. He's like, No, you have to do this perfectly, or else yeah. there will be some aspects. So, in my opinion, with really a lot of the effect that you see, at least in Finns playing out of the wish, and the Liches playing out of the wish, is that the concept of the Monkey Paul of like you know it not going the way you wanted it to go, is that again going back to what we talked about last week, is that the universe has some sort of destiny, some sort of this is your fate mentality mm-hmm. about it. So no matter what you wish. The universe will correct itself. Yeah, it's kind of hard correct the, to some degree. Yeah, the totally. monkey paw concept of it is that it's the monkey paw's aspect is that's the universe correcting itself. Because remember when the lich's like face, you know, gargles up and he says, "I wish for Finn and Jake to go home." Prismo looks at Jake and goes, "Check that out. See monkey paw." Uh, which is and great, I, so right? Because
0: even the lich's know. wish has a monkey paw, which is the rest of the other wishes that yeah. and, and Jake had. And then I'm so curious because, like you just said, man, like Jake's wish has to have some sort of a cursed aspect to it. Even though it does mm-hmm. kind of tie a nice little bow on the episode, there's going to be like well, an Jake's, issue with
1: that bow, right? That's, Jake's issue old, is that's that it old. does split this reality with there's a fin with the knowledge of the lich's original wish, and there's a mm-hmm. fin without that. So. Um, that's. Wow. I think Jake is unaware that there is this kind of existent Finn out there that he didn't truly save per se. But
0: man, I almost made another Rick and Morty. If you're if you're playing along at home, you're listening along at home. You're playing the drinking game along at home. I'm sure you all know this. Anytime we say anything about Rick and Morty or One Piece, you have to take a shot. So <laughs> uh, I hope you're doing <laughs> please, well. Please <laughs> don't play while you're driving and listening to this podcast. <laughs> yeah no uh that would be terrible (laughs) i just said as we keep bringing that both of those up it's Uh, hard not to talk about one piece
1: i i don't like doing too much rick and morty stuff it's just hard not to when you start talking about like split universe stuff
0: yeah and and as we mentioned previously like it is one of the more recent uh cultural phenomenons that had these aspects written into it so of course it's going to come up a a bit Mm -hmm. for us just two dudes two brothers, just two brothers Talking about Adventure Time. Um, but no, yeah, tell me about Finn, man. You had some thoughts on, yeah, on Finn yeah. and, so, and how Finn so now, goes about everything in this episode.
1: Yeah, now stepping away from kind of the Prismo, the Jake, that aspect of the story, the whole second part, like you said, it, the, the snap your neck back around, is yeah, going yeah. to the Finn story, which is very self-explanatory. He puts the crown on, he flies up, he takes the fire out, he... um Tries like to destroy the Destiny, the Destiny gang. gang. Yeah. Knocks the bomb loose, goes off,
0: protects himself. Freezes his family, freezes bar and himself.
1: And he, then he's realizes... He's an Avatar,
0: right? Avatar The Last yeah. Airbender. He's doing the save Appa thing for mm-hmm. fans of that show where he saves Barbar along with himself. It is really cool to see that the ice is like... Unprotected from, yeah. Yeah, I love that. You see that's that cool. there's
1: another character that comes down later in Adventure Time called Patient St. Pym, where same thing, Patient St. Pym actually protected herself with ice, okay. per se, during the original Mushroom Wars. So that's all I'll say about that. Not too bad well, of a spoiler drop. Yeah, um, that's cool. Which I like kind of the, the potential callback to this. And the, you remember the Ice King uh, put Finn and Jake, I think, in an ice dome um, when he was trying to like protect them from Scorcher, I'm pretty sure. Yeah,
0: I do remember. When scorcher that, yeah. was
1: hunting them, so there there is this this ice is a powerful thing.
0: Um, yeah. I just, but it's so funny that Jake sees Barbar on the TV. And this was like my funniest moment for sure of this <laughs> yeah. episode. And he's like, oh man, Finn's mad uglies. And then he sees Bar-Bar and he goes, oh, I'm mad uglies too. I'm <laughs> he's mad uglies like, too. Hey man, I look so ugly in this world. I no, hate this. <laughs> which is,
1: it's funny because it, it is showing he's not watching the story enough to say, that him, a, yeah, it's not paying attention.
0: Not at all. Um,
1: oh man. Well, there's, there's two big aspects with with finn putting on the crown in this episode that i think are very interesting is that the first thing is he puts on the crown willingly uh trying to optimize its powers to the best of his ability um to for the same intention that ice king in canon universe does it but he's like i'm gonna protect marceline but i'm not gonna let I don't want to use the power of the crown. I don't want the crown to take over me. This is a last resort. Finn is just like, I've got this power strapped to my belt. Why would I not use it? I, and I'm gonna, do, ju- I'm gonna put it on because I want to be powerful and stop the Destiny Gang and stop this and yeah, save my family.
0: Um, and so you can Ooh. see
1: immediately that Finn is way more powerful than Simon is uh, with his like, Simon first, and Marcy episodes because yeah. he totally by free will succumbs to the power it. of the crown. Yeah, just embraces yeah. it. Um, which is why his hair grows. So he starts flying. Same with kind of how the Ice King uses his beard. Finn yeah. uses his sweet blonde hair. Oh, um, beautiful, beautiful blonde and hair. And immediately, I think there is a whole theory about Adventure Time. It's magic, madness, and sadness. Um, and that there is, it's not a direct correlation between all of those at all. Um, but there's a lot of proof that, you know, like Magic Man is so sad and he's so crazy. That's why his magic is so powerful. Um, and Abra is not sad at all and not crazy at all and not a very powerful magician either. So there, there yeah. is all this concept. And so I think in this instance that um, because the crown itself is the source of the magic, it's not a mutation, it's not being a wizard, um, it is coming from the crown. The crown grants him that immediate like, boost of magic,
0: which but, also but immediately boosts his sanity. madness and yeah. his sadness. It does. Um,
1: totally does. Which is why I think it's a, a crazy funny parallel that as soon as he gets mad and crazy enough, he's the one that actually pushes his family away. He's yeah. like, I'm too dangerous for to be around. You've got to go. Ice King does the same thing to Marceline. He goes, I'm too powerful to be around. You've got to go. Um, And so I think it's a wonderful, wonderful parallel of Farm World Finn to real-world canon Ice King, you know?
0: Yeah, Dan, that's cool, man. I kind of took that moment of him pushing his family away as part of his Monkey's Paw curse. It seemed to me Mm -hmm. like Finn's Monkey's Paw curse has multiple parts. It's like he becomes the Ice King of his world, which... One, he would never let that happen mm-hmm. in the actual land of Vu. Right? He triggers the bomb. <laughs> he disappoints his family and forces this. He's forced to separate from them forever. And he creates the lich. Like Finn has it the worst of all of the monkeys. Paul events that or curses that happen in this episode. Finn's is yeah. definitely just like I mean three or fourfold. It's pretty wild. All the yeah, stuff that and he the, deals with and suffers from. This that's a good point to bring up and and
1: i also going along with what you what you said creates the lich i think this is a different lich i uh, too yeah i think yeah. obviously obviously this character spoiler kind of comes back like this lich mm-hmm. is existent but it's not the original lich because finn did like that's not you can't change the fact that finn's wish was the lich never existed i think mm-hmm. it was just like he should have said like I wish for evil to never have existed. I wish for um, that th- this honestly, it's just the bomb green stuff can turn things into monsters, and so okay. I think I the original list was, so was something if- that got turned into a monster and was really powerful. And then that this thing is a whole separate monster because it's Jake at the core,
0: and the original gotcha. one yeah, was that's what something I was curious else about. At the core, if if there is. Like, if they really go into the details of why it is or how it is that the Lich stems out of these beings, like, is it the darkest, deepest, like, worst aspects of Jake that get, like, hyper focused into creating or mutated mm -hmm. into creating this Mm -hmm. Lich character? Because you said it's not necessarily that, because,
1: yeah, it's not necessarily that. Yeah. Because I remember, like, when PB falls into the pit, um, in the Mm. first season, second season, like she doesn't like necessarily become the Lich. She becomes a different like evil monster. Remember? Yeah, that's right. So that's kind of why I think this looks like the Lich, talks like the Lich. It's this universe version of the Lich, but it's not the Lich. Mm. It has to be something else totally different,
0: you know? Yeah. Can I ask a very selfish question? Because I know anyone that's seen the show is like, yeah, of course it would know. And guys, I've seen the show. This
1: is one thing I've, forgotten about a little bit with like very very multi-timeline lich universe whatever so yeah. i could be wrong on this one I'm, i definitely <laughs> am not staking claim as the expert on yeah this i topic. think that's
0: <laughs> that's smart <laughs> i mean it's such a big show like how could you know yeah I, uh, trust me we people call best. us out
1: and they're like have you even watched the episodes and i'm like yeah but i'm trying not to just yeah. spoil it again for me i'm trying to watch <laughs> it episode by episode
0: no you know? i I haven't. That's what I like to say. I'm like, <laughs> no, dog. Of course I have. It. <laughs> yeah. um, no, it's, It's. I don't know. I don't even know where I was going. Anyways, it doesn't matter. Well, that's cool, man. I like thinking, oh, I was curious. What is it that Ice King had to protect Marceline from? Because he's like he had to keep Dawn in the crown, keep protecting her, or he wants to protect mm-hmm. her. Like is it it's, more bombs? Is it more no, like no, the it's, mutations it's just, that are occurring yeah, or something? It's like
1: mutation-y type stuff. It's post apocalyptic okay. world stuff. Cool, uh, cool, and they cool, have cool. an episode that will come up in twenty or so episodes in this season that shows that whole development on, on how Ooh,
0: that part happened. That's so exciting. <laughs> Love it. Oh, that's fun. Um,
1: but yeah, man, I, I thought this episode was fun again because I've seen it a thousand times. I could have just been like, oh, yeah, like Jake has a wish and Finn destroys the world. Um, And that it's kind of cool to look at it from that magic, madness, sadness yeah. perspective that it is that whole, like history has to repeat itself, like, um, or not history repeats itself. Like there's the destiny, the universe is mm-hmm. destined to be a certain way. And yep. no matter like what an individual's wish is, the universe will find a way to have events play out the way it wants to, yeah. if that makes
0: sense. And, and Marceline in this universe really has the worst of it. Yeah, I feel so sorry booted. for Marceline in the farm world. She, she's hung out with a skeleton that has been like speaking to her occasionally in her head for a thousand years, uh, just protecting the crown, I guess. And she's just... I Don't know, and then she gets sucked up into the the bomb guck or whatever, yeah. and she Turns doesn't even turn into I, I would
1: assume that she doesn't turn into an evil being, probably because of the half demon, demon mentality of yeah. her. Like maybe she's not susceptible to being influenced by other evil things, per se. But yeah, that's another little theory on the side, maybe.
0: Yeah, I just feel bad for Marceline. Yeah, she doesn't she just deserve gets booted that, yeah. in
1: her. Just like disintegrates into the pit, which sucks. Yeah, and
0: Finn doesn't listen to her. Like it's like all her thousand years of hard work for nothing, just for Finn to ruin it in like an afternoon. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) it's a shame. (laughs)
1: Which sucks. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I didn't know. I wanted to show you one thing again because you know this crossover episode is coming. That the only reference to that coming is the fact that when Marceline runs back to the Ice King, uh, when Finn's like you know smashing lightning bolts on the ground. She goes back, and the Ice King skeleton has the crown on its head again. Mm-hmm. And, apparently, yeah. and that is explained later in the crossover episode. Oh, okay. so and that's, that's like not, season seven, yeah.
0: That's not just a, a mistake that they That's did? not just a mistake. Oh.
1: It might have originally been, but I think that maybe they caught that mistake. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. they knew that there was going to be another crossover episode, so they did an explanation behind mm-hmm. it. But I wanted to see it if did- you had caught that at all.
0: No, I, I didn't catch that, but that's fascinating to hear about Yeah, uh, I yeah so there was a lot of reference in this one. Yeah. Dude, I just Finn's monologue when he's he's sitting on top of Bid D, kinda it's kinda nuts. He's just like equating himself to being a god, essentially. It's mm-hmm. unreal how quickly because like you're saying, right, he's totally succumbed to and taken advantage of the powers of the crown that have totally driven him nuts. His hair's growing. His eyes are blue. Like he can't control his powers. I mean, at the very end of the episode, I think, or right before the lich comes out, you see him just like holding uh, Jake of that world and just screaming like, uh, "What power a frost. frost
1: power! Frost, yeah!
0: Power, power, frost! Power!" And so frost he would like going insane. as that was
1: happening. His well, until you know, he just thought Jake was dead at that point. Until Jake comes yeah. out and you know, like monsters it up. He yeah. was probably going to keep yelling "Power of Frost" until the world frosted over. I think that that yeah. was oh, what was happening. That, doubt. He he was calling yeah. at the end, and he was like, "That's it. We're not going to have legions yeah. of ice, whatever. We're just going to freeze the world right now." So,
0: well, and I just I love the monologue. I think it's it's worth going back and rewatching this episode alone, just to see Finn's like pinnacle of insanity prior yeah. to those events that occur. And really, if you could cut up like to separate the two. So you weren't getting such a whiplash going back and forth. And I think it works really well. I'm, I'm giving it a hard time for going back between the A and the B story. But I do think it works super well because you almost need a little bit of a break. But I would love to see a cut of just Farm World straight or of just... Oh, um, for somebody to, to not cut it with, with the
1: Prismo interruptions in yeah, the Yeah, to
0: trim that out and have it like after the fact or something like that. Yeah, so you could just like really good. live in that. I, but I think it does a good job and I definitely felt the emotional impact of that scene despite the fact that we're about to jump into them being like, oh man, I just, you know, like I, I don't like relationships because you have to think about what you're going to eat. You got to plan it out. Prismo, yeah. the, the time God is like, it's a bummer. You know, all the people I date don't want to just sit on the couch and, you know, magically have food appear in front of them. You have to plan yeah. it out. <laughs> you kind know? of plan it out. No,
1: yeah. but I love that. That's, you know, Jake in his, uh, potential JT dog zone, uh, theory that he is JT dog zone. He's like, we got to get that guy a girlfriend. So, <laughs> you know, that's, yeah, he's going to give him his book. <laughs> <laughs> he's going to give him the book potentially. So yeah, if Prismo in the future ever ends up reading JT dog zone, let's, let's, Let's theorize that it There's was no Jake way. that gave it to him for sure.
0: That would be such a cool callback if that actually happened. Oh, that happens. would be a, oh, be a great <laughs> callback. If
1: that, no, JC Dog's comes up, I think, a few more times. Like, okay. But it's a little bit more subtle than last time.
0: Yeah. Also, freaking Cosmic Owl, dude. I'm sorry, but we finally got him in an episode. And, like, he's, just he's just a <laughs> he's chill out. He's just a chill
1: Cosmic Owl can only travel into people's dreams, you know? So, yeah. he's... Prisma is dealing with multiple universal realities and Cosmic Owls is just dealing people dreams. So that's a good reason for them to be pretty
0: well, good buddies. Where does he live? Where does he dwell?
1: He has a different like again uh space of his own. That's somewhere out in the multiverse cuz Prisma is the only one that's out in the time room at the center of the universe. And the mm-hmm. Cosmic Owls dwelling is way more like I think I don't think it sits within one universe, but it's in between the space of other universes, if I'm not okay. mistaken there.
0: Interesting. Well.
1: Yeah, quasi-corporeal being. I'll keep bringing that
0: back up. Okay. Cool, man. Well, dang. I, I I mean, I feel like I've went through all my notes, unless you got something else you yeah. want to talk about with no, this episode. No, no, no.
1: I just say that, and then I just almost back up tops for this episode is when he just sits down in his little, like, Jake chair, and he's like, love you, Prismo. <laughs> and Priscilla's yeah. like, oh, stop it. That again. Almost added that, that plus the puking. We were like the toss-up tops for this episode. But I just Definitely. I love Jake's ability to just like make friends with chill people. Yeah. Um and hang out in hot tubs with crazy cosmic beings and just be like, This is a jam. You guys are the best. So Yeah, he's a good uh, a reasons good hang, to be certainly. more like Jake.
0: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but what, what are your good. lessons, man? What did you what did you learn from this episode? Oh man. Well, I learned I think I learned what my monkey's paw scenario wish would be and it was tough to think about this and really come up with a good one but i would wish for two sandwiches two sandwiches well That's my first lesson
1: do. on mine was don't wish upon a sandwich cuz you got to earn that shit you got to make oh. that sandwich but Man. good sandwiches are earned cuz we will get to the ultimate sandwich episode the ultimate sandwich uh, yeah. this season and
0: yeah you got to earn that you got to work for that shit <laughs> well, I just mm-hmm. thought, you know, I was like, man, like maybe the monkey's paw curse of Jake's wish for a sandwich would be that he could have had more sandwiches. So that's why I went with two. I, okay. want, I want two sandwiches. Yeah. Uh, and then maybe and I'll true. regret not getting three. And that's fine. Maybe not. I'm okay, okay that's with fine. that. That's, uh, may, you might throw them up. That might be the monkey's paws. Or oh, it might be too much. They'd probably be poisoned, right? And I would die or something like that. <laughs> so maybe I, I be don't poisoned. want sandwiches. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Do you have a monkey's paw wish? What would you do? Um,
1: oh, I don't know if I had a monkey's paw wish. I I have a, a an interesting concept of what I would think would not be monkey paw. Uh, it would be pr- like what do you call it? Like not prone to a monkey paw. It would be yeah. No matter what I wanted to purchase, I would always have a check in my pocket for that exact amount of what I wanted to purchase.
0: That's or, a good wish.
1: you know that's it's something there that that's still somebody was like, what if they don't take checks? Um yeah. <laughs> and, and again <laughs> if it was yeah. cash, it was like I want to buy a boat and then the cash your your pocket would just explode, you know, with yeah. With well you of have checks dollars, but you so. don't have
0: the money in your bank anymore. That's the thing. It's, oh you, yeah you, like a check <laughs> with that amount
1: but the money's not actually in the bank. So yeah it would be something but but there's a way to to yeah, be like yeah. I wish that there was the exact amount <laughs> of money that I could pull out one at a time, even if it's five hundred thousand bills. Like, oh
0: yeah, but then it, it, exactly, it you'd, would work. You'd buy though, a house, you know? and it would take you forever. You'd yeah, buy a house and, a and house just be like there hours, and just
1: like hold on, hold on. Um, <laughs> and then the the monkey paw aspect of that is like, oh yeah, the IRS would be on your ass.
0: Immediately. Oh, totally. So you, you Where's this money coming from? You perch-
1: couldn't purchase anything. You couldn't buy a house. No, could you, but you that? You could slowly launder that money. You would have to become a money launderer. So
0: yep. it—that's oh, the monkey's paw. Aspect. Is it worth so it? I don't really <laughs> have a perfect one. Oh man, I don't know if I have one. Then I think I think <laughs> you could really like. No, you draw could a hole really anything.
1: You could cut a hole through most everything, unless you were like, unless it was simplified. Like, yeah, I wish for this specific pair of shoes that perfectly fit my feet. Like mm-hmm. that. That's. I think the the lesson behind the monkey's paw is yeah, like if you are to like wish something like you gotta keep it like oh, realistic. I, I, like, I wish you I can't had a cool podcast. Your with, life. Yeah.
0: I wish I had a cool podcast with one of my my closest friends and then uh about a cartoon show and then I end up hitting it. Could you imagine? <laughs> Could we do you this imagine? podcast and we're two years in and I'm just like miserable. <laughs> that, <laughs> that would not be good. I I'm glad it didn't like go it. that way.
1: Get out of here. Yeah,
0: no, it's good. I like it. Nah. I'm just saying that would be a, a real curse. A monkey's ball curse for sure. Yeah, that is, yeah, that would be terrible.
1: But that does lead my, to my final lesson is the shortcut okay. way of solving your problems is usually almost always going to blow up in your face. Yeah, that's a good point. So that's kind of the, the, the monkey's paw of life. Don't get it's The shortcut way usually does not work. And maybe that's just a movie lesson, but good thing to try to apply.
0: I like it. Yeah, no, I like it. Well, man,
1: man. Any recommendations this week, too?
0: Oh, I, you know, I don't know if I've done this before. I tried to look it up in my notes app to see if mm-hmm. I had read this before. I don't think I have. The other day, we went back and we watched uh, Totoro, the Studio Ghibli film. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, we just I, did Spirited
1: Away, oh, that, so we haven't done any other you? ones. besides. Yeah, yeah, or a couple months ago, like two, two two and a half months ago.
0: Wait, you watched it or we recommended
1: it? No, we, we, me and Jackie finally watched that. out of oh, the first nice. Studio Ghibli movie. So, that we, think? I uh, need a second watch. It, the yep. first watch was very caught off guard.
0: Oh, yeah. I did, I'd appreciate on.
1: a second watch. Yeah, a lot's going on. So, I Totoro, highly recommend
0: it. Totoro is sick. Totoro is very simplistic and story. But every time I watch it, I think I, I'm like sitting there. There's a, a matter of events with, there's two girls, right? They move with their dad to the countryside of Japan. And their mom is sick in a hospital and they're kind of just going about life. And the girls discover that there's a spirit of the forest named Totoro. And the little girl can see it. And then she goes and visits Totoro. And then, you know, and so on and so forth. And the story goes of them just like kind of getting lost. And, you know, the older siblings looking for the younger sibling and stuff. But in the meantime, you know, like there's always this kind of throwback to like, oh, the mom's in the hospital, she's sick. And when people are sick, sometimes they can, uh, I don't know, you know, like they're closer to the spirit world or whatever. And their kids being young are also closer to the spirit world. And there's all these like fun little, I don't know. It's just a really amazing adventure. It's, it's really cute. Cool. It's adorable. Yeah. Great, great music, incredible artwork. I think my favorite thing about this story, other than the fact that like what I was saying, like. One time I watched it and I couldn't stop thinking about like my great grandparents and in, in North mm-hmm. Carolina and their small town. And I have no idea why, but that was just stuck in my head. Like you'll just touch, they'll touch something in the story and then you'll just be like, oh my oh, gosh, my mind is wondering. Yeah. Oh, it's amazing. So, uh, but the best part about Totoro is the artwork. I think it's just beautifully drawn. Mm-hmm. A lot of what, and I could be uh, off on this, but I'm pretty sure from research that I've done or, you know, reading stuff that I've done. Um, you know, a lot of the Ghibli films are like basically art like art pieces that he would do initially and go like create a storyboard Around out of like keyframes. Yeah. yeah, and then okay. write a story off of all these yeah. beautiful keyframes. So there's so many keyframes throughout the movies, like the one that you just watched or totoro where I'm like, man, if they freeze-framed right here, if I paused. I could have yeah, a poster. You of that.
1: could have a beautiful. Yeah, no, I, I watch, actually, watching a lot of movies that way of like this, this screen still is beautiful.
0: Yeah. Um, and that's, I think that's what Ghibli's like best for. Best known for. Like, yeah. I love And it
1: shows a little bit artwork. of artwork. The possible like randomness in some yeah. of the stories that it is just kind of taking, you're connecting 14 freeze frames of all different concepts, all different animals, all different spirits and like, somehow yeah. making a story out of it. That's cool.
0: And, no, and it may not that you always guys. be how he does it, but that is like, I want to say that's how Totoro was written and, and that could totally be wrong. But anyways, I think they're just gorgeous films and I highly recommend checking out Totoro if you've never seen it. Um, yeah. Ned, okay. I recommend you check it out. It's good. I,
1: I will see. you. I, I don't think it's, I got to give Jackie a lot more time between the the last <laughs> Studio Ghibli and the next one. She was not a huge fan. I was like, I get it. I get what where is they're it, going. What is
0: it about it that she didn't like? Just two.
1: it felt like a, a fever dream. Because we didn't yeah. know. We didn't know anything about it. We just heard it was really good. We stepped into it. The, the beginning of it, I loved it. It's a fever dream. Like, a it, yeah, it's a straight up fever dream. And she was like, I, this gave me yeah. very weird feelings. It I wasn't that really... comfort film like it is for a lot of people.
0: I think Totoro is a lot better for that, like for what she was looking for. I also think Mm -hmm. Kiki's Delivery Service would be a great one because that's just like a fun story about a witch whose job it is to go to a town and like be the witch of that town and be helpful. Um, But I like Totoro probably the best. I think that would be a perfect movie for y'all to watch. And it's just a chill adventure. And it's a little sad. And there's some conspiracy theories about like what it was written about, even though they've denied that that's the truly what it's written about. It's mm-hmm. it's great. I highly recommend okay, it. Nice. All right. Yeah, we'll what's do. your I'll rec? Put it
1: on my, I'll put it on my list. My rec is actually uh, very different than yours this week, but I was coming back from a trip with some friends this weekend, and my buddy was so hyped up because on the way back on the route we were taking was a Culver's, and we don't have that many Culver's down in the south. And I was like, yeah, I've seen them. I don't ever uh, imagine Buttery burgers to be a good thing. Okay. But if you're unaware of what a Culver's is, it is like no. custard and burgers. Um, is a chain out of Wisconsin, so way more up north and in the Midwest. Um, Weird, but there's one, yeah, like on like Highway Five going south okay. from like North Carolina to Atlanta. So cool. we pull over, go to Culver. It was the burger itself was fantastic. Um, for a fast food burger, like smash patty, not too greasy. The bun wasn't too greasy. They just asked you like, what did you want on it? And I was like, lettuce, onion, tomato, um, and some cheese and I had a double, double smash patty burger. And I was like, dude, I wasn't over greasy. Most of the time when I eat fast food, uh, compared to like a, a big Mac, this was, this made a big Mac look like you should just never touch it again. <laughs> honest, honest to God. Wow. And I was and I didn't feel like shit afterwards, which most of the time That's I good. eat anything fast food. I just like, if it's Chick-fil-A, I love it. Love Chick-fil-A to death, but I feel like shit afterwards. I feel like shit after yeah. McDonald's. I feel like shit after not really Taco Bell, but, but Dude, Wendy's. Hue
0: Babies. We had that uh, for have, dinner tonight. I have oh. not done
1: Hue Babies before either. I yeah, don't. I avoided that one because of that. Because usually it makes me feel like shit. And this this burger, yeah. I was like, honestly, I feel like I ate something homemade which was a good vibe. Wow. So,
0: okay, that's good. So, great.
1: highly recommend Culver's. French fries were ass, but they have cheese curds that you're supposed <laughs> to get instead of french fries. Okay. Uh, cuz it's Wisconsin. They so they have cheese curds. So, cool. I need to get that next time. If if there's an ne- I don't fast food very often, but next time I do, I will I will find the Culver's which is,
0: you know, good vibe. Yeah, I like it, man. That's a good a good wreck I think if you're in the in the way of one of those yeah, North if you're North road run. tripping.
1: If you're road tripping and you're listening North to this Carolina.
0: podcast on a road trip, that's a good place to try to find and stop. Cool. Well, dude, uh, you know, people can check us out places. Did you know that? Oh, no. have you checked Ooh. us out? Have you no. seen what? our Instagram, Ned? Uh no. Well, never seen it. No. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, it's never ending adventure <laughs> podcasts. Uh, that's the the username or how you can find us. Ned, did you know we have a TikTok? Anyway, I'm not going to keep doing this. There's a never-ending adventure cast is our username for that. Twitter, you can find us at NEA underscore podcast. Email us your thoughts, your opinions for the Traveler's Log uh, at NEA.travelerslog at gmail.com. Dang it, Ned. I just remembered there was not a Traveler's Log, but someone commented on a post that we just did, and I loved it. I have to tell you about this real fast before... Okay we we wind up... Because yeah, not, it's a, a, not a log. I was about to say, I would have seen that. No, not a log. But this is a, a comment about, and I don't know if this is a Traveler's Law by any means because who knows if this person's a traveler, but it's about the Lich, right? And it's about that episode, The Lich, which is the first of this three part. And this person says, uh, notice how in this episode, Finn chooses who he's most loyal to, Billy over Princess Bubblegum, when PB, who Finn has essentially pledged his loyalty to... to tells Finn to stop and leave her crown alone, Finn totally ignores her and goes against her will mm. uh, because Billy w- wanted him to or goes against her wishes because Billy wanted him to uh, it shows Finn's current attitude toward PB, which is so wild because we've had that whole episode mm-hmm. about oh gosh, season four and then that mindset like what it, what is his mindset with PB right now i this I'm ready to get into that this season. I hope we get to touch a little bit more about I, their relationship. Yeah, we, we do. I think uh, not major massively,
1: but I think he does not, he no longer idolizes her. I think he no longer thinks she's uh, wiser or perfect all the time or untouchable. And that's really, yeah, the good point that he does. She's like, don't do this. Don't do. And like, he's like, no, like I've got to help Billy. I know what's right. And if, and I'm willing to disobey you. Yeah. Yeah. That's
0: a good, yeah. Good point to bring up there. Yeah great comment anyways alright y'all you have a, a fantastic Tuesday or whatever day this is being boasted and just, just you know enjoy your <laughs> your life your day life. your your time with the people that you have and be thankful no lich has messed up this reality yet and of no, course not yet while you can party forever no, you got to party forever because I love you guys